This episode of the Up for Discussion podcast is brought to you in part by Chaos. That's Chaos with a K. If you've been listening to our show for a while, you've definitely heard us talk about Chaos. There are professional sound equipment, cinema-grade cameras, event hosting, social media packages, the fact that their name starts with a K and not a C, which might be confusing for some people who are used to spelling Chaos with a C. But right now, we want to highlight the trailer for their upcoming feature-length film, American Dreamers. American Dreamers tells the story of two British graduates who take a road trip across the USA looking for a shortcut for fame, fortune, and green cards. If quarantine life has you eagerly awaiting the day you can leave your house and travel someplace more than two kilometers away, let the American Dreamers trailer scratch that itch for you. Go to chaoslabs.com to check it out. And remember, that's chaos with a K. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 288 of Up for Discussion, a show about great food and the people who love to make and eat it. Every week we tackle a different ingredient, dish, or style of cuisine, sharing our favorite recipes and learning from our wonderful guests. Today we're talking all about cereal. You know, breakfast cereal, where it comes from, how to use it, and of course, what we love about it. But before we dig in, I want to take a minute to acknowledge that the studio where I'm recording is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. As settlers, it's important that we remember that the lands we occupy are not our own and that we engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. A big thing that happened as part of colonialism and colonization is that food culture was kind of radically changed in really harmful and shitty ways. Uh, so I would encourage you to take some time to find out what the food was like where you lived before white people came and stole the land, uh, because probably the food was a whole lot better than what it is now, and you could probably learn some stuff about that. I'm hoping at some point we'll do an episode on that on this show, and we can learn about that together. In the meantime, from grits to grape nuts, from porridge to puffed rice, people have been eating breakfast cereals both warm and cold for hundreds of years. The Muscogee Nation in what's now the southern United States ground corns like maize and hominy through a stone mill to give it a gritty quality. In the 19th century, German immigrants in the northern states started grinding oats as a cheap vegetarian alternative to pork. Today, breakfast cereals, both the traditional, like oats and grits, and their modern sugary counterparts sell billions of units per year in the United States alone. I couldn't find the numbers about Canada, because people don't care as much about Canada as they do about the United States. I don't make the rules. For this week's episode, we've been asked to answer a really tough question. What was your favorite childhood cereal, and how does it hold up today? This question, of course, comes from one of our Patreon supporters, Gabriel, over at patreon.com slash upfordiscussion. Thanks, Gabe. Let's get into it. The first person I'm talking to today is my wonderful co-host, David Hall. Whoa, that's me. Yeah. How you doing, boo? I'm doing good. I'm excited to talk about cereal, but I have a question for you, Tom. Go for it. When it says favorite cereal as a kid, Mm -hmm. do I have uh, favorite cereals of different points in my life? Mm -hmm. Like from child to teenager to adult. Well, sure. Favorite cereals. Yeah, I mean, if we're if we're looking at Gabe's question like as literally as possible, it's childhood. But I think I'd be willing to let like high school slide. Uh, case in point, mine is my high school favorite. <laughs> so <laughs> that's fair. I'll tell you mine if you tell me yours. Uh, yeah, mine is Reese Puff cereal. You know, chocolate peanut butter for breakfast, not you know, not candy, Reese Puff cereal, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I loved those crunchy, salty, sweet little cereal balls uh to the point where i would bring a bag of them to school most days when i was in high school and just eat them dry in class it was uh it was great i don't know if they stopped producing them because i didn't look this up but i have not been able to find them at the store in a very long time which makes me think that maybe they're discontinued or something oh i with that surpri- that honestly was a bit surprising for me as an answer. Uh-huh. And it's an interesting departure from the uh, cereals that I eat, ate and eat still mm-hmm. because Reese Puffs was never kosher. Oh, sure, yeah. So there was a whole uh, branch of chocolatey cereals that were never kosher. Like the, was it 
the Count Chocula stuff. Right, right. Never kosher, so couldn't eat it. How about Nesquik? Nesquik cereal? Maybe once <laughs> was kosher. <laughs> okay. Some, sometimes foods start kosher and then change. Something then happens no- to them, they go dark. <laughs> we just don't see them on the Jewish catalogs anymore. Right. And they're just gone forever. Um, they converted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Nesquik oh rabbit is... Uh... The Nesquik rabbit is an evangelical Christian now, so we don't associate with him anymore. Oh, no. no. He just loves Donald Trump, and he doesn't see what the problem is. Um, so what was your... Are, are Is this you leading into telling me that your breakfast cereal of choice is a kosher cereal? Well, yeah, because... Uh, I mean, yeah, fair enough. I usually... I, I usually just buy cereal in the kosher section because it's usually cheaper, and it's <laughs> usually just in front of me. But... So as a kid growing up, the cereal that I would eat the most was Alphabets. And Alphabets were great. I have sad to say they have gone down in quality over oh, no. the years. You know, I think I think most likely, like I, I haven't, you know, surveyed hundreds of people. We're not that type of show. Uh, but I suspect most people's childhood favorites are not as good now as they were when they were kids. Well, I mean probably but also i remember it, this was a few years ago i had found some alphabets like uh one of those like single serving containers of <laughs> your cereal product sure yeah uh just like for to go lunch uh, lunch boxes for kids but i was in college and hungry so i was like i want this now it's alphabets <laughs> this is going to be great um and normally alphabets if you don't know what they are and can't figure out that alphabets is a is a clever way of saying the alphabet. What? Uh, oh, I was uh, an old age when I realized what that joke was. Oh no! <laughs> I always just thought it was a cereal for jocks. <laughs> when I opened the container, it was all O's, <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, is this just ch- bad wrong Cheerios?" But no, it was just. All of them were just the letter O, and I'm oh, no. like, is is something okay? Alpha, are you okay? <laughs> Alpha, I know you are hooked up to an an unending nightmare of just being hooked up to all manner of machinery, just being forced to produce these uh, grain letters. But why are these all O's? <laughs> what happened? Wow, that's like, how does that? I mean, I guess, like, statistically, it's got to happen once in a while, right? That the machine just, like, I don't know, accidentally sorts them wrong. I guess it's the possible. D D can look a little like O. Yeah, it's possible that they're all just misshapen letters. And right. Maybe there were actually some other letters at the bottom of it. But when I first bit into it, I'm like, these are all O's. I don't, <laughs> I don't. And it also didn't taste as good. I will yeah. also say that. That's crushing. That's truly crushing. It was a little disappointing, to be fair. <laughs> I did I did look into it, and it looks like Reese Puffs are still available. I think maybe my grocery store just doesn't stock them anymore. So that's cool. That's encouraging, because I, I have the closest thing I've found is like peanut butter and chocolate Cheerios, and I'm not going to touch those with a 10-foot pole, because that feels like sacrilege a little bit. That sounds like counterproductive to what Cheerios is supposed to be about, which is like the cereal for people who want to eat cereal that isn't bad for you right yeah but i'm pretty sure cheerios is still probably pretty bad for you i think so we definitely like let the kids have cheerios including the toddler and like i think that of the like sugary breakfast cereals cheerios are probably the like least harmful yeah probably um i don't yeah i i would be surprised if they're like particularly bad for you they might have like slightly more sugar than you know just eating oats or whatever (laughs) Uh, they really don't have much it looks like okay that's cool you looking it up yeah i'm on wikipedia looking at the nutrition facts cheerios are really not too bad for you um i mean also you know let me just say right now this is the first episode of our like newly branded food show and like I'm just going to put it out there that no food is bad for you. Food is good. Food is lovely. Food is wonderful. Let's destigmatize all food and talk uh, talk about it from a place of love and warmth and embracing the food. Except for Vector cereal. Yeah, fuck Vector. (laughs) (laughs) Vector. See, do you also associate 
uh, cereals with their respective commercials because that's what any time you have said a brand, I'm thinking of the commercial that came with it. Oh, I I hate when I see a cereal commercial that is just like aggressively marketed toward people who want to get fit and go to the gym. Like we exactly. um, <laughs> Tefer bought this really nice. It's like a special K like red berries cereal, and it's like you know dehydrated strawberries or whatever, and like the sort of essentially frosted flakes with less sugar right and like tasty totally fine cereal but then i saw the commercial for it like a few days later and it's like better get fit better get ripped the best way to be healthy and do all your muscle games is by eating special k first thing in the morning and i'm not about that life no i mean great if you are but just know that your commercial sucked yeah that's it and if you're okay eating a cereal with a bad commercial associated with it, then, hey, power to you. But I'll stick to uh, my my computer friend spitting alphabets at me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so I'm curious now, like, you know, we've established our childhood favorites, Reese Puffs, alphabets. Cool. Great. Mm. What's your current go-to? What's your, like, do you still eat cereal as a 20-whatever? Not as often as I think. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Because if you were to tell me, like, just ask me out of the blue, like, hey, David, do you eat cereal? I'll be like, yeah, I eat cereal. And then I have to think afterwards, wait, when was the last time I actually had cereal? There we go. (laughs) I don't remember. I know I ate it for dinner once because I didn't feel like cooking, which is a thing about cereal, which is great. Cereal isn't anytime food. Sure. Yeah. I'm also going to, the second myth I'm going to dispel on this show in this very first episode is that foods have to be relegated to specific times of day. Fuck that. I agree to the point where eating meat in the morning makes my tummy hurt. Sure, but you wouldn't like say that there's anything morally wrong with it. I wouldn't hit you for eating bratwurst in the morning. Well, exactly. I have questions about the things that you're doing because I can't do them. Like, if I want to smoke a hog first thing in the morning, that's my prerogative. Yeah, no, smoke your hogs, but I'll look you (laughs) up in the eyes and say, why are you smoking a hog at this early? It's pretty early for hog smoke. I mean, I guess technically, if you're going to smoke a whole hog, you probably have to start the night before. So (laughs) That's true. (laughs) First thing in the morning is probably an okay time to be smoking a hog, really. Yeah. But we'll save that for a barbecue episode. Hell yeah. So what's your your go-to breakfast now if you're not a, like... Cereal aside. I really like Honey Bunches of Oats. Sure. Mostly because at its core, it's a little bland, but the honey bunches in the oats <laughs> have a surprising amount of concentrated sweetness and flavor. Yeah. That you'll get a, a mouthful of okay oats flavor with milk, and then all of a sudden you get a crunch. And then it's just a bunch of honey in your mouth. And it's pretty good. Right. And over the years, I have always... <laughs> I have moved away from uh, the very sugary cereal to the cereal that has a slow start to the sugar. <laughs> like no, that, I, I, I totally the, get it. <laughs> I don't remember the name of the brand uh, off the top of my head, but they're, they're like Shreddies. I think that's the right name. I don't sure. remember. Shreddies They're... is definitely a brand. Yeah. And uh, the way the way it works is that as you're starting to eat it, they taste very uh, coarse and uh, well, grainy. Right. But the milk becomes very sweet. So you balance it with the milk that you're using. Right. So I, I quite like that because it's not as... Uh, as uh, uh, oppressive sweet from just like eating a a bowl of honeycomb or something that is or corn pops oh god don't get me started on Oof. how sweet corn pops are corn pops fall into that category of like you know childhood breakfast cereals that tear up your mouth when you eat them they're like up yeah. there with captain crunch you know i never found that with captain crunch but also captain crunch was rarely ever kosher so mm. i don't have the best experience but i know that corn pop destroyed your face yeah no i like, mean that's it like all of those ones that were like crunchy were just devastating and i don't know why i don't know who made that decision i mean i do like it makes sense you know people like stuff that has texture but like you can't make can't make texture that rips people's mouths open i think that 
that uh, corn pops is one of those cereals that you like put in the bowl and then you pour the milk over and then you go off to do something else for a bit. <laughs> Eat your smoked hog first. And like you have to give it some time to real soggy up, which I hated. Right. I hated soggy. No, that's it. You want to eat your cereal while it's at like peak, you know. Crunch. Yeah. It's got to still be crunchy, but it's got to be soft enough that you can, you know, yeah. eat it. Yeah. Or it can have that snap, crackle, and pop, which which brings me over to my absolute distaste for Rice Krispies. Oh, yeah? Not a fan? And this is going to be a hot take, I know, <laughs> but... My experience with Rice Krispies was I was at a sleepaway camp for a bit and they had Rice Krispies available to us in the morning and I don't know who thought this would be a good idea but they prepared it buffet style the cereal section where they had all the bowls out and they had pre-poured and pre-milked all of it. Oh no! Before no, and it was just you just walked up, you grabbed it, and it was a soggy bowl of no. Flop. That sucks. That's and so, so like, upsetting. All the Rice Krispies were bad, yeah, and soggy, because Rice Krispies are good if you can eat them right away. Right. If you have to wait like all of thirty seconds, or if you take your eyes off them, they immediately go soggy. Yeah, absolutely. Like a a washed a watched rice crispy never sogs. <laughs> That's a good moral. <laughs> I uh I'm not a you gotta huge... keep your eyes on those sneaky elves. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, those are the Keebler elves. Those are made cookies, not cereal. I think the, the, the rice crispies elves are also sneaky for what it's worth. Are they elves? Yeah. Or are they just small? I think they're elves. Hold on. <laughs> Snap, crackle, pop. What are you? Because I know they had a war with the Keebler elves at one point. Yeah, they are elves. They They, are. They are canonically elves, yeah. Okay. So that's good, I guess. (laughs) I feel like my my feelings toward breakfast cereal now are like, I just don't eat it anymore. Like, I, I get it. I see the appeal. I don't like... I don't like milk enough to eat something that relies as heavily on milk as cereal Mm. does, which is crazy because I put milk in my coffee like every day. I put milk in both cups of coffee that I drink in the morning, but like, I don't, I don't necessarily want to like just eat something that registers to me as eating milk. And I feel like when you eat cereal, like especially toward the end of the bowl, if you don't want to be wasteful, you're going to be, you know, drinking a little bit of milk at the end. And I just like, it's not appealing to me enough to do it. So most mornings, my breakfast is like, you know, I'm going to throw some toast in the toaster oven, melt some nice cheese on top and then call it a day or mm-hmm. smoke a hog. You know, it's it's one yeah. of those two. It's never cereal. Can I offer you a potential solution to your problem of not wanting the milk in your cereal? Are you about to tell me to pour water on my cereal? No, no, no. I'm going to tell you a very real story of my father when he was in college uh and he was uh i think he was staying at a friend's apartment and he poured himself a bowl of cereal and he then realized oh no there's no milk in this apartment (laughs) of course not this is a college student's apartment why would there be milk sure but what's there a lot of uh in a 20 something year old's uh (laughs) kitchen no yeah no yeah he poured uh, a good amount of beer and ate his cereal. And grain goes with grain, right? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. That so, can't have been good, though, right? I mean, I think he was pretty hungover at the time, so I don't think he cared. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that might be a solution to your problem, Tom, if you want to start eating cereal again and develop crippling alcoholism yeah <laughs> in my, the morning my crippling alcoholism days are behind me i think i i don't want to start eating cereal again <laughs> if it means also starting to drink beer again can you just imagine what that, that that's the thing that you lose your sobriety to <laughs> i just need something to lubricate my cereal i'm just out of milk i just this is what i have to do now it's gotta be done yeah be i always done. thought that vodka cereal would work okay-ish because of the inherent sweetness in the cereal balancing out the taste of vodka. Right. 
but also I would never want to do that because I'd probably die. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, you can't, I don't know. I know um, there's a restaurant here in Montreal. Is If it's a breakfast place, you can still call it a restaurant, right? I think that makes yeah. sense. Um, anyway, I mean, a bed and breakfast, you would call it, like, they have a restaurant attached to it. I would certainly not call a bed and breakfast a restaurant. I would call it a bed and breakfast, but I know what you mean. Um, but yeah, so there's they a... They have a kitchen. <laughs> so does my house. Not as the same. I mean, if I start renting yeah. it out to people... I mean, then you'd just be a bad bed and breakfast. <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, there's a restaurant here in Montreal called Barley that does... Uh, like, their their kind of shtick originally when they opened up was like, we sell cereal. Don't you want to come sit down and have a bowl of cereal for brunch? Uh, cute concept. They also have, like, actual, like, you know brunch menu fancy dishes that you know are are tasty and and you know the thing that you actually want to pay for but it's cool to go to a brunch place that has like you know a cereal option if you're someone who wants cereal in the morning right and the thing that they do is a like cereal latte where they like make the coffee i think with milk that has like been touched by cereal or something so it has like a slight cereal-y flavor i don't know um but then they put like a breakfast cereal of your choice on top of the coffee and i've never been here but i like this method of of cereal consumption i like the idea of like you know you don't want if if i don't want to just drink milk with my cereal but i still want my cereal to like have the effect of having been soaked in milk maybe the solution is to put it on top of some coffee and have my coffee with a little bit of cereal i i i think i can get behind that or just take a bowl and fill it with cereal and take your morning coffee that you dump milk in and just use that pour pour my actual coffee onto the cereal yeah and then eat it like that well sure yeah but then it's hot i don't know <laughs> but then it's hot i don't know eh. <laughs> I mean, it depends how much milk you put on. I guess if you that's put true. A, or if you use a cold brew, that <laughs> would go. that would fuck you up. Something fierce. That's the solution. All all I can ever really think about, and maybe this is divulging a little too much information, but David, you know how the dairy affects my body. Yeah, yeah. I'm on that same page as you, bud. Yeah, I feel like for people like us, lacties, if you will. Breakfast cereal is not, like, the most appealing start to the day. No. Well, it's a, I think it really depends, because there are some mornings where I can see myself waking up, being hungry, not feeling like making eggs or toast, and being mechanically cereal is the easiest way to put food in my body. Sure. I will take the dairy hit. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's That's fair. I can see myself accepting that fate. Yeah. Yeah, it has that ease of access. I will say maybe like one step less simple is a quick PB&J. Mm, which that's is, true. you know, also safe. Do you think that's why cereal was heavily marketed to kids and also by extension parents because parents <laughs> in the morning just don't want to think or do stuff and it's just like bowl cereal milk spoon here you go child speaking as a parent absolutely <laughs> <laughs> it is it is absolutely that uh, like mornings you know your kids will wake up before you and they will immediately be hungry because they also went to bed before you which means you know while while i for instance stay up until like 11 most nights and eat a pint of ice cream in bed and you know probably have some snacks after dinner before the pint of ice cream the kids you know go to bed at like seven maybe eight the last meal they had was dinner at like five thirty six. so they wake up in the morning and they're like ravenous and you know i'm not as hungry and i don't have the energy because i also stayed up entirely too late eating a pint of ice cream so of course i'm gonna want something i can just you know pour quickly and serve to them to the extent where we actually sometimes just like have a peanut butter sandwich in the fridge the night before so that in the morning you know you can just open the fridge grab your breakfast and not have to wake us up that's a life hack (laughs) (laughs) parenting is all about finding those little hacks to not have to parent as often anyway (laughs) cereal word wordly wordly sage advice yeah that's what people can expect here on the new and improved up for discussion now with more oats 
I also have a question for you, though. Yeah, go for it. Because we've been talking a lot about cereal, and I keep remembering different cereals and different brands. Mm -hmm. And now I'm going to ask you, if all the cereal mascots got into a Battle Royale brawl, who would win? Well, David, uh, that's actually a fantastic segue into our second guest for this episode. I don't know if you did this on purpose. I did not. (laughs) Uh, The second guest for this episode is uh, my buddy Giovanni Colantonio, who... uh, over the summer, every summer for the past, I think, four years, has uh, hosted a poll on Twitter for the hottest cereal box mascot, Amazing. which is not quite the same as a, a battle royale. A, a, brawl, a blood sport. Yeah, this is more about who's sexy. I don't know who would I, win in a fight. Jeez. Do you have you an answer? That up? I mean, I have my answer, and it's going to be an off-the-wall one All right. because this mascot was literally off the fucking wall as a kid. Uh-huh. Do you remember the horrible bee monster thing, CGI gross thing that kind of reminds me of Gritty? That was the honeycomb uh, fuzzball thing? No. You need to look up the oh, God. mascot for honeycomb. Uh, apparently its name is Crazy Craving and I do remember this and I hate it. Yeah, and doesn't it kind of... Th- Thinking about it now, it kind of reminds me of Gritty. It does. It does. And uh, I also think that it's a strong contender for 2021's hottest cereal mascot contest. Um, Those big, beautiful eyes, isn't it? It it is, yeah. I'm just saying this thing looks like it fucks. Um, If I had to give a a quick answer, because we got to wrap up in a couple minutes about who I think would win in a fight, um, it's got to be Touchdown Crunch. Touchdown Crunch. He's Captain Crunch in a football outfit. What more can you want? He rips up the inside of your mouth and he also, you know, tackles you and throws a football. He smokes a hog, if you will. Yeah, I can see that that boy's smoking whole hogs. I completely forgot that Touchdown Crunch existed, as I always thought he was an admiral or (laughs) Mr. Captain, which, scandal, the stripes on his his, uh, uniform don't match the rank of captain. Oh, no. Well, you know. Maybe I mean, who's who's to say which militia Captain Crunch is a captain of? I don't think that's for us to decide. This is fair. Well, David, that brings us to the end of our time for today. Do you have anything you want to plug before I throw it over to Giovanni? No, I'm all good. Watch Natural Toonie. It's a fun little podcast mm-hmm. uh, hosted by uh, the Upper Network and us, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's real fun. If you're into Dungeons and Dragons, check it out. I'll get Alex to put some serial theor- themes inside. Oh my god, can you just imagine what he would do with that? I don't want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll talk to you soon. Toodles. Bye. Now, obviously, from my conversation with David, you can tell that I am not someone who regularly eats breakfast cereal in their adult life. Um, but I still think that it is important to celebrate the foods that we have access to in the world, because I think that access to food is a really important thing, Uh, which is why uh, I want to take a second in the middle of the show right now to promote local food banks. You probably have one near where you live, and uh, if you don't, that sucks. Um, But if you do, which you probably do, uh, I would really recommend reaching out to them and seeing what kind of programs they offer, uh, what kind of assistance they need, depending on, you know, whether you need their services or not. Uh, There is always something cool going on. Most food banks also end up operating kind of as community centers. Uh, I know that the one in my neighborhood in NDG in Montreal Uh, The Depot has kind of a drop-in kitchen um, where you can come and, like, get a meal. I think probably during COVID they're not doing that because that would be, you know... maybe a little bit irresponsible i don't know uh but maybe they are i don't know i mean people need to eat even during a pandemic right um but i do want to really specifically shout out the depot uh if you are uh, a resident of ndg in montreal and you're having trouble with groceries right now uh you can hit them up they do deliver uh emergency food baskets completely for free uh to people who need extra help with groceries and stuff you end up with things like rice and pasta um some produce some bread eggs milk you know kind of everything you need uh, and these emergency baskets that they're providing during this pandemic have been super helpful for my family uh, and super helpful for a lot of families in our neighborhood so uh, yeah wherever you are uh, look into your local food depots hopefully you have one close to you if you need it if you don't uh, look into what other ways you can be helping to improve food access where you live because access to good food is really really important 
Okay, the next person that we're going to hear from on this episode is Giovanni Colantonio. Giovanni is one of the co-hosts of the Left Trigger, Right Trigger podcast. It's a video game book club where every week they explore a different topic in video games, and each of the hosts brings something different to the table. It's really fun. If you are at all into video games, I think you will really, really love it. They are a lovely bunch of people, and uh, I have really just gotten a huge kick out of their show. I've done an episode. Uh, I regularly collaborate with a couple of them on my other show, Natural Toonie, and uh, I think that you will really, really like it if you check it out. Uh, Giovanni is being called in as my guest expert today, and I use uh, heavy air quotes on this one, because who is really an expert on cereal? Uh, But Giovanni, every summer for the past few years, has run a hottest cereal mascot tournament. Um, (laughs) It is wonderful. Uh, It is one of the things that I had the most fun with on Twitter this summer, which is ridiculous because of what it is. Uh, But when David asked me earlier in this episode who I thought would win in a, like, battle royale of cereal box mascots, I thought he was referencing Giovanni's tournament. Turns out he had no idea about it, despite the fact that I participated in it and talked about it a lot. I guess David wasn't listening to me. I don't know. Without further ado, I don't know what else I've got to say here. Uh, Giovanni is being phoned in as my expert guest on this episode to talk about cereal, because who better to talk about cereal than someone who helps decide who is definitively the hottest cereal mascot? Hey, Giovanni, how you doing? I'm I'm so good, and I'm I'm grateful to be here talking about one of my favorite things in the world, which is of course uh, cereal. Yeah, well, that's why you have that cereal podcast, right? Oh yeah, that's that's me with that classic cereal podcast. <laughs> That's what I'm known for. <laughs> What's that called again? Cereal? Oh, yeah, it's just called cereal, actually. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's world famous. You may have heard of it. It's got to get confusing every once in a while. The SEO is bad. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> bad to have a podcast named just cereal. Oh, my God. Uh, in so many ways. <laughs> um, so the actual reason you're here, obviously, is to talk about, you know, well, we said it to talk about cereal Um, (laughs) uh, what like so there's a question that one of our patrons asked us about uh, childhood cereals but before we get into that I want to ask you what on earth compelled you to run a hottest cereal mascot tournament four years in a row (laughs) Yeah, this is the, the we just finished the fourth year of it um, with with Zombie from uh, the new the new like off limits brand cereal, which is like a startup that <laughs> that spent the first week of their cereal launch diving into this, which I respect. It was amazing. That's a, that's a fun way to tank your business immediately. Um, I mean, they got I, mean, I think they got some sales off it, so good for them. Good for their marketing team, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, I did not mean to accidentally plug that. I, I, it just works. <laughs> it just <laughs> The marketing ploy works. Uh, anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I actually looked it up um, because I had kind of forgotten why I started it. Um, and when I went back to, I think, 2017 um, to just find, like, there must have been a tweet or something that that kicked this off, um, what I found was that the entire tournament began because I tweeted just, quote, like, who's the hottest cereal mascot? And then in parentheses, it's Tony the Tiger. Oh. Um, and what happened was a bunch of people responded to me with, like, a lot of joke answers. You know, it was like, here's this, like, horrible ice cream man. Or here's, like, uh, the couple on the front of, like, the good one of the good friend cereal boxes. Um, or somebody tweeted a Cheerio. Um, <laughs> and so to punish people for their answers... This was my thinking at the time. So I was like, I was like, no one's taking this tweet seriously. To punish everybody, I'm going to take all these bad answers and I'm going to put them in a bracket of eight and make people vote on it. Um, and that's and that's where it came from. And I just like threw in anybody anybody who was mentioned, you know. So it was like, I didn't even think Tony the Tiger was in it. It, it was like Captain Crunch was like the biggest name in it. Um, and then the winner that year was Gorilla Munch, who was like. He, like the only person who took it seriously nominated Gorilla Munch, and and they were and they were the winner. Um, so yeah, it just, it just started as a dumb goof, which is how ninety percent of my creative projects start. Sure, I mean that's like that's kind of how ninety percent of the best things start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know if you mentioned it, but the, in the in the intro, but like we did a podcast uh, the, the left trigger right trigger folks um, that, that was called Full Metal Bazinga for for listeners who don't know. Um, <laughs> That was a podcast where we cornered ourselves into a bit where we were like, what if we made a podcast where we listened, where we watched every episode of the last season of The Big Bang Theory without having seen any of the show? Um, <laughs> and like, that's how that whole goof started. And it's it's one of our favorite projects we've done because of it. Yeah, I mean, you know, fair enough. 
<laughs> sometimes you, you just can't you can't say no to a bit. That's that's our that's our philosophy on left trigger right trigger. It's a good philosophy. I I, I get it. You know, like you've got to sometimes you've got to double down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Okay. So so yeah, this was the first year that I like really i didn't know about the the mascot yeah. tournament last summer or any of the summers before that i think we met last winter but i'm gonna play the i had a new baby card oh yeah, uh, yeah. so last summer i was just like not around uh of so course. when i saw you start tweeting about it this summer i was like holy shit i need to be part of this <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah you, you were a great asset this year i can't remember did you nominate one of the nominees this year uh i don't think that i nominated I nominated someone. I don't think that they were one of the like final contenders. Um, it but... was it was a really tough field this year. We only do sixteen every year, just so right. like there's more <laughs> next year. And and this year it was just like the stuff that people were pulling was just like here's this like South Korean serial mascot that you there's only one image of on the internet and no information. It's like how do you even. Right. People bring people bring their A game. It's tough. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, especially a few years in, it's starting to get kind of a cult following, you know? Yeah. 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 No, that's it. But I, I campaigned hard for um Sugar Pond, uh, who Sugar was my Sugar like, Punk contender of choice. He did. Yeah. He got robbed Sugar hard. Got robbed. I, I yeah. really do think that Zombie, like the off limits brand getting involved in the way that they did, kind of robbed Sugar Pond of his inevitable it, victory. It skewed the vote. Yeah, a yeah. lot of a lot of people after that tournament were talking about corporate interference. To, to my response to which was like, I have more followers than this serial company. Um, I mean, have, so do like, I. But if, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they they just sent it to everyone they knew, and it's easier to get people personally engaged by like, hey, can you just go and send a tweet as opposed to like being like vote on these things that you have no connection to. Oh so. no, absolutely, that's it. I mean, no one no one was in Sugar Pond's corner on a corporate level at all. No, no one was invested. <laughs> no, Kellogg's didn't come out to bat. <laughs> well, that's what Kellogg's gets, you know. Maybe they need yeah. to support indie podcasters a little bit more. I agree with that, 100%. <laughs> um, okay, so so let's get into the meat of this episode. Um, yeah. As opposed to, you know, before this episode, you were getting into some meat of your own. Uh, yes, I was eating some beef. Uh, it was a great time. <laughs> describe it. How, how was it? Grizzly. It was good. I did, you know, some Worcestershire sauce and, mm-hmm. and just cook that up with some garlic and some, some spices and whoo, whoo, whoo. Love some beef. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love some beef. Um, well, uh, today's episode topic obviously is not beef, which is unfortunate. No, it's uh, wheat. It, it's wheat, <laughs> which yeah. is kind of the opposite of beef if you don't think about it too hard. Um, <laughs> so uh, one of our patrons, Gabe, asked us uh, what our favorite childhood cereal was and if it holds up as an adult. Um, I was telling David earlier, uh, my favorite childhood cereal was Reese Puffs. You know, mm, Reese's yeah. for breakfast, not Reese Puffs, whatever. <laughs> Reese's Puffs, I think that's how they, that's how they say it. Yeah, yeah, you know, the the whole, the whole, you can't eat that for breakfast. I can, it's cereal. Oh. Uh, that was my favorite, the, the peanut butter chocolate, little balls, crunchy, yeah. delicious. Uh, I can't find those anymore, so I have no idea how they hold up as an adult. I think, I think they I still should... make them, but... I my... think they did. I actually, I went to the, I went to the... Um, grocery store yesterday mm. and I think I saw them on the shelf and I had a th- I remember having a thought of like well that would be a novel thing to buy and then I bought Raisin Bran because I'm an old man well, <laughs> now, I guess I get it yeah. yeah no but that's it so I uh, I think maybe they don't sell them in Canada anymore I have no idea but yeah. I have not been able to find them at any of the three stores I it, looked at so it, it was a really it was a really successful ad campaign as a kid because I, again like the like Reese's for breakfast kind of like tagline where it was like incredulous like wait Reese's for like it really as a kid taught you to be like you're not supposed to be eating this but we found a trick we found a trick to make your parents buy you (laughs) like candy for breakfast like very genius marketing on that and like this it was good cereal it was good cereal yeah I'm sure it holds up now I mean it's I don't think I don't think a lot of a a lot of cereals don't hold up now you know I think like it, it depends you know but but I feel like a lot of the stuff that I go back to is is totally like still good right well yeah okay so what what is your like childhood cereal yeah uh, so my, I mean, I had a lot. I, I was a big cereal kid um, growing up, and you know, I I really jumped around a lot. But I think my consistent go-to favorite um, was Captain Crunch. Mm. Uh, Captain Crunch. I don't know what it is about it. I've just never been able to describe like what that flavor is. Like it, it's impossible to put your finger on like what Captain Crunch tastes like. It's like it's just sweet. Mm. But it's like sweet and dangerous at the same time. <laughs> That's like, the way I like it. 
Yeah, it's, it's just like you're eating a sugar knife, you right. know, with a bowl of sugar, like, <laughs> knives. Um, and I, I don't know what it was about it. It was just like, it's funny because, like, I, you know, I like Lucky Charms a lot, too. And, like, that one was really obvious because it was just like, oh, yeah, there are marshmallows and marshmallows are super, you know, whatever. But, like, Captain Crunch was just like, I, it, it just felt forbidden. <laughs> <laughs> As a food, it was like no one should have this. Right. <laughs> like, like no, it's it's not even it's not edible. It's like it's painful. Like, why is this happening? Um, so yeah, I I mean I think it was it was really Captain Crunch for me, and that was the one that like was most consistent and was the most like anytime I would get it, it was like oh hell yeah, like <laughs> this this is a treat. This is a forbidden treat for me. Um. But you know, like I mean, Lucky Charms were not that far behind. Like that—that's a cereal that I think is just like an old staple um, because it just like mixes two things really well. Where it's like you know we're gonna give you like the healthy stuff, you know, the like wheat or whatever. But like we're gonna give you a treat in there too. And like if you're good enough and you eat all your wheat, you can just have a bowl full of marshmallows at the end. And like that's appealing as both an adult and a kid. Sure, yeah. It's yeah. funny. I was I was gonna say like. Um, we got some Lucky Charms a little while ago for our kid yeah. as a treat. Like usually for breakfast cereal in our house, it's like we got we always keep a box of Cheerios, we always keep yeah. some mini wheats. We yeah. end up with Rice Krispies because we buy a box to make Rice Krispie squares and use like half of it, and then they're just there, you know. Yeah. But we don't. <laughs> there's no, there's only two things to do with Rice Krispies. <laughs> yeah, it's it's make Rice Krispie squares or leave them in the cupboard until the next yeah, exactly. time. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. So we like, you know, we don't usually buy the like super sugary ones, but we yeah. did. We were like, okay, you know what? Let's get a treat cereal just this once. Uh, yeah. And I had a bowl and like, I think that the cereals that don't hold up, because we were saying before, like most of them yeah. do. I think the ones that don't hold up as adults are the marshmallow ones. If only yeah. because you realize as an adult what low quality marshmallows they are. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> What dehydrated mess have you thrown into this box? That's it. But honestly, you carve them into small hats and then melt them. Like what happened? It's like you know the shrinky dink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they did that to a marshmallow. Yeah, exactly. Is there somebody whose job it is at? There's not. The answer is no. (laughs) No, it's it's a robot. Just play with me in the space. I hope there's somebody whose job it is at at the the Lucky Charms factory who's just, like, taking a block of marshmallow and just carving hats out of it. God, that's a good image. Horrifying. Um, Yeah, I wonder, you know, I wonder how certain cereals... hold up the marshmallow one i think i think you're right like i haven't had lucky charms in a while but they've definitely lost their appeal um and i think i think you put the nail on uh, hit the nail on the head there um the cereal that i'm really curious about um holding up like two two childhood cereals that i liked a lot and i guess you can maybe answer one of these for me um mini wheats was one of them sure like, mini wheats i got really into at some point maybe like a little bit older but like there was something about the, the how they're frosted yeah again like th- this combination of like oh this feels healthy and filling um but like also is is sweet um mini weeds and then like frosted flakes for a little bit i mm-hmm. had that with as well but that that like quickly kind of fell off yeah um, i think the like it's it's about the ratio of frost to cereal yeah with both of those where like the frosted flakes are more frosted than they are yeah. <laughs> flakes yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely there's no sugar there's, yeah. no, there's no wheat that's it so i think that the frosted flakes are like a little bit more exciting as a kid right but they yeah, don't for sure. i think the texture on them is a little weak and i think that mm. as an adult they they don't do much for me mini wheats texturally are really fun because they've got that kind of layering thing there is that yeah. crunch when you get them like soaked in milk like they don't dissolve as quickly because of how yeah. like thick they are and how layered they are uh, and the amount of frosting that they have is like just enough that it's a treat yeah. in every bite as opposed to being like oh this bite is all frosting yeah the only thing i find with mini wheats is that like you have to be prepared to eat a bowl of cereal very fast right because once they become soggy it's like it's it's like eating god like gruel from yeah. a kitchen <laughs> like a soup kitchen gruel it's uh it is i think my least favorite cereal to find lying around later in the day because one of yeah. the kids didn't finish eating it and i didn't clear the table fast enough and forgot it's, about it <laughs> it's it's funny how much taste changes uh from from i think going from uh being a kid to to being an adult because i don't know i like i don't know what your current cereals are um but like for me like raisin bran crunch is like now the thing i swear by you know sure. and it's like such a cereal that as a kid i'd be like i don't want to eat this old man cereal <laughs> get this out of my face but now i'm like oh it's actually like very sweet and enjoyable and like you know it's still it still tastes like i remember 
like the sensation of eating like a really sweet cereal as a kid, but like it's it's certainly not <laughs> that same thing. No, yeah, I get that. I um, so I'm actually admittedly not a huge cereal person as an adult. I Interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean me, me neither, honestly. But like yeah. I I think for me like my my go to breakfast is like cheesy toast. You know, I Ooh. will I will throw some toast in the toaster oven with cheese on it, toast yeah. it, melt it, crunch, delicious. You know, um. My my milk in the morning is always in my coffee, so mm. I I just don't like I don't like the idea of using half a carton of milk per day on my own breakfast alone, and that's, that's what that's would happen if I added a bowl of cereal to that equation. Yeah, that's that's completely fair. I you know I'm not like a big breakfast person in general, um, but cereal is one of those things where like when I do buy cereal, it's always like this is great because I don't have to prepare anything <laughs> right like put two things in bowl can do <laughs> yeah no i get that that's it i think yeah. david was saying something similar that it's just sort of like you know it is the most like default breakfast that you can get yeah it's, absolutely. it's so low effort and still like filling and delicious um here's a question is cereal soup Ooh. okay so i <laughs> i've got a buddy who like for years has has tried to convince me that there are three main types of foods okay. uh this is my buddy matthew perizzo who uh long time listeners of the show will remember we tried to stop back in 2016 <laughs> don't ask me what we tried to stop him from doing i don't remember he's still at large though um he has this theory called the soup salad sandwich theory mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. that essentially any food can be categorized into one of these three you know categories yeah um so in that sense i think cereal is a soup um yeah i think that i would say cereal is a soup in as much as a gazpacho is a soup uh oh interesting but okay. i also think that these conversations of like is this or this like eventually just come down to semantics right and yeah like, the, the worst yeah. one that i have with people is um uh, is soup a meal um which is like a total logistics Whoa. question because <laughs> Some people are like, obviously, any food that you eat is a meal. Huh. But for me, I'm like, I don't know. When I think of a meal, I think of, like, multiple parts, you know? I think of, like, right. oh, here's soup and bread and, like, you know, something on the side. Like, I, when I'm putting together a meal, it's very, like, like that. the difference between eating food and eating a meal is, like, a thing for me. So I'm always like, soup on its own is not a meal. Soup no. is just soup. That's um, it. Soup on its own is a dish. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's how that's how I consider it. Like, yeah, you can eat a bowl of cereal for breakfast. Like, that's not that's not a meal. That's that's a bowl of cereal. <laughs> you right. know, that's that's a dish. Um, that's that's the one that always gets people very mad, very very mad. <laughs> you know, I get that. I I think that it's a <laughs> distinction that like you know is not necessarily important to make, but it's one that I would stand <laughs> behind too. <laughs> yeah, it's. I've spent like years arguing that with the same people, and it's it's always like. What are we doing? Why? <laughs> it's it's a petty argument, but but yes. an important one, I think. One I need to win. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, I get that. I uh, think about I, it. Everyone, everyone, everyone at home, let us know if soup is a meal. <laughs> I think that if you sat down and had soup, yeah, as your meal, you would need to have a lot of it. You would need to have a lot of it. And yeah. I mean, people have made the argument that, like, what about a soup that's like you know very loaded you know like closer to a stew sure and it's like it, you know that has like all of those things in it that's like well it has vegetables and meat and like blah 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 in it and it's like that's fine put a piece of bread on the damn dish that's it though. that's all it takes that's all it takes is a slice of bread honestly yeah. when you go to a diner and get the soup and they send you like a little pack of saltine crackers it's a meal that's there a you meal go. you just need it's one done. other element yeah that's yeah. that's my that's my viewpoint <laughs> fair well, enough it's, a dish. it's fine that's it well thanks yeah. for helping me settle that yeah, yeah. I, thank you for helping me settle the, the soup thing. I mean, that's that's something that I have wanted to bring to the masses for, for so long. Well, I hope that people listening at home understand and and you know <laughs> feel motivated to go out and spread the gospel of soup meal. Just get some bread. <laughs> that's all it takes. One piece of bread. That's piece all of, it piece takes. of white bread. Take it out of the sliced bag. <laughs> roll it up like a straw. Drink your soup out of it. That's ooh, fine. Ooh. What do you want to do? I don't. I don't like. That. I'm endorsing it. Hey, 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 everybody. Giovanni Colantonio from Left Trigger, Right Trigger here. I'm, on behalf of all of my co-hosts, endorsing making a straw out of bread and putting it in your soup and drinking it right up. Oh, man. Uh, I just noticed we got to wrap up. <laughs> Good timing. And call the police. <laughs> Don't call the police. They're fascists. No, no, that's bad. Don't do it. Uh, uh, G, do you want to plug anything before I let you go? Uh, yeah. Uh, Left Trigger, Right Trigger is a uh, new episode of it come out uh, every other Tuesday. Um, we just got out of our, uh, our well, I don't know when this is airing. So we just got out of some episode that's weird. Uh, uh, you can check it out if you like video games. Um, 
you know, whether casually or whether you're super into them, uh, we try to keep the show accessible to everybody. Um, yeah, other than that, I think I think that's it for now. I do a bunch of other stuff. If you if you want to read me write write about video games, I'm on a bunch of websites. Follow me on Twitter. I don't know Mario Prime. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say that, that when you've got bylines all over the place, kind of Twitter is just like the place. Yeah, I, you, it's like you can't put them in the in the profile anymore. Like bylines at these two places. It's like, by, just Google my name. Yeah, just I don't know. find me. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. Sweet. Well, thank you so much. This is a lot of fun. I'll get you back on a soup episode. You know, I, I was going to say, let's, let's reconvene at some point to talk soup. <laughs> it's going to have to happen in the fall or winter because like... Yeah, yeah. Let's just yeah. I, you know. Let's let's we'll table the conversation and, and have a have a much bigger. I think I think a round table is in order for that one. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll, I'll bring like I'll make sure that we get a lot of people who have strong opinions about soup, <laughs> which is just every person. Every person that we can't get into soup today. We're specifically here to talk about cereal. Yeah, this <laughs> is a teaser for the fall for the fall or winter. <laughs> Stay tuned. Thanks again. Yeah. Good night. Bye. See ya. Thanks so much for listening to Up for Discussion. Do you have a favorite way to eat cereal? Tell me all about it on Twitter and Instagram at DownWithTalking. If you like this episode and want to help me make the show even better, you can head to patreon.com slash upfordiscussion and donate. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendall and Carlea, Thomas, George Poppy, Killian, Sarah, Angelica, Will, Anne, Andrew, Laura, Kate, and Erica. My patrons get access to a Discord server, the ability to request topics for episodes of the show, like Gabe did for this serial episode, invites to exclusive monthly Zoom dinner parties, and so much more. You can see everything that's up for grabs at patreon.com slash up for discussion. Uh, we also have merch. You can hit the merch link in the description of this episode to get all sorts of great stuff from our lovely friends over at TeePublic. Uh, you can get a mask if you want to help uh, stop the spread of COVID. Uh, and in fact, you can now get merch with our new logo design on it, which is super exciting. Uh, so please go support the show that way if you feel so inclined. You can, of course, also support us for free by leaving a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice and by sharing this episode with a friend. Our theme music is by Zach Ingalls, and our cover art is by David Flam. You can find links for both of their work in the description of this episode. Uh, I do want to once again thank David and Giovanni for joining me on this one. You can find uh, links to projects that they want you to find links to in the description of this episode as well. And last but not least, this show is produced and edited by me, Tom Zalatni, as part of the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at UpfordNetwork.com. See you next week. It just takes a little time, it takes a little time, it takes a little time with me. I hope you don't mind, we'll take it slow this time. Dungeons, Dragons, Canada, the Multiverse Theory, Corgis, Queer Representation, Reconciliation, Angels, Demons, Squirrels, Moose, Moose and Squirrels, Sorcerers, Dinosaurs, Forests, Giants, Rogues, Warlocks, Plains, Sewers, Lavender, Natural Toonie, a Canadian Dungeons and Dragons podcast, right here on the Upford Network. If you're someone who interacts with kids, you're probably familiar with moments of being asked questions you're just not equipped to answer. Whether it's the old favorite, where do babies come from, or the nuances of discrimination, Rad Child Podcast has your back. Each episode, your host, Seth Day, leads a discussion about topics like race, disability, loss, gender, sexuality, and so much more. Our goal is to give grown-ups the tools to talk to kids about almost anything. So come give a listen. Rad Child Podcast, helping to raise a generation of open, compassionate, rad kids. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and just about anywhere else.